0: Come aboard for a thoughtfully curated cultural experience designed for those who believe that head and heart can guide your preferences in art. Those who enjoy the adjectives bougie and fine with an occasional ratchet chaser, where rhythm and laughter are mandatory and pretense is prohibited. You have arrived at your destination. Welcome to Qualified.
1: And yes, uh, uh, Libras and Aries, very good coupling. That's an excellent coupling. You know, we are very compatible with most of the signs.
0: Yes, we are indeed. Well, Mm -hmm. I think that's because we we try a little harder to to understand our place in the world. And I think people Mm -hmm. see that in us and appreciate the, the spirit that we have towards making things go no matter what
1: hmm absolutely, and just want to do it
0: right. Yes, ma'am. Hey, everyone. This is Stephanie Renee, otherwise known as the Vibe Mistress of Soul Sanctuary Radio. And I am delighted to welcome you to the debut episode of our new podcast, Qualified Cool. For this show, I'm presenting clips of conversations I had with two fierce, fabulous, accomplished Black women creatives. You just heard an outtake from one with what I'm sure is a very familiar soulful voice, but we'll get back to her a little later. Anjanue Ellis is an actor with a mile long list of screen and stage credits to her name, well before her most recent Academy Award nominated turn as Oracine Williams in King Richard. Some of her professional highlights include the films Into Deep, the Caveman's Valentine, opposite Samuel L. Jackson and directed by Casey Lemons. Undercover Brother, Ray, If Beale Street Could Talk, The Clark Sisters' First Ladies of Gospel, and the incredible but short-lived afro HBO series Lovecraft Country. Ellis is currently in pre-production for the forthcoming Lee Daniels flick Demon House, And it was just announced that she is joining the Broadway cast of The Color Purple, The Musical. Whew! A sister stays working. But when I spoke to her back in 2016, it was for an entirely different purpose. A resident of the state of Mississippi, their state flag was the final one to still bear the Confederate battle flag as a part of its design. Voters elected to adopt a new design incorporating a magnolia and the words in God we trust in November 2020. Four whole years after this conversation with Ellis, where she was asking voters to join her for a demonstration on Flag Day to pressure Congress and the Mississippi State Legislature to do the right thing. Artist and activist, Ellis chose to use her celebrity to further the cause and stand up for the America she wants to believe in. I've got to say that I have not yet visited the state of Mississippi, but I do have ancestral roots there. And I will be going in September for one of my cousin's weddings. Um, but you know so, so coming home in a way to uh, talk yeah. a little bit about this, uh yeah some of my father's people are from Atala county okay. the county seat right around Atala. the middle of the state yeah. Atala okay uh-huh. thank you, thank you for helping me you can as you can see you can tell, I haven't been
2: right it's been a while. <laughs>
0: But it's important for us to understand that in this time where we talk about such racial unrest in the nation and clinging to these symbols of, uh, you know, uh, uh, America gone by, that you have stepped into this conversation about the Mississippi state flag because you are a native. And this means something to you on a personal level.
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, and more importantly, it means something to me as an American, you know. Unfortunately, what's happened to happen with this discussion about Confederate imagery all over this country, uh, but particularly in Mississippi, because it is our official emblem. Mississippi is unlike South Carolina and that South Carolina had the flag on the house. Right. The Mississippi emblem, the Mississippi state flag, that is our that's our state flag. So that flag is everywhere we go. If you go to the library, if you go to school, if you pay, your, you know, you paying your taxes. If you if you get a driver's license, that flag is there.
0: Hmm. It's a part
2: of the fabric of our civic life. And for me, what we're doing in terms of like having this rally, we want to make this discussion not about the the, the tragedy of this flag and having this flag in 2016 in Mississippi. We're talking about the tragedy of having this flag in 2016 in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And that is what we, that is, that, is our, that is our aim, that is our push with, uh, with this new conversation that we're trying to have about our flag.
0: Well, you know, what, what I, th- I love about this conversation is that, you know, it is an American issue in that we are probably one of the only societies that seems to cling so persistently to a symbol of, of, of loss. I mean, at the end of the day, when we look at the, the, the results of the Civil War, uh, you know, it, it is a symbol of an institution that was defeated. And so this idea that people promote the uh, this rebel flag as a symbol of heritage, uh, instead of accepting the idea that it symbolizes something far deeper and more insidious to a great majority of Americans, is part of the problem. Yeah,
2: yes, yes, absolutely. It is part of the problem. I mean... When you think about it on every, le- every level, I mean, we are the United States of America. Mississippi is not a na- nation state. It is a state in the United States of America. Right. And it carries a flag of another country. I mean, the Confederate States of America, they were another union. They were another country. We were on the same soil, but they were another country. They had declared themselves separate from the United States. So we have a na- We have a state we have a state in the United States of America carrying the flag of a foreign nation. Hmm. So that's treason. Yeah. Yes. And then beyond that, beyond that, this is a deeper, this is a deeper and deepest thing for me is that when Dylan Roof walked in to Mother Emmanuel last year and he killed those people. He killed those people in a church and and literally where Mother Emmanuel is was a hundred pretty much 100 miles from where I was in Bible study mm. in a church mm. a week before that. Mm. So he he could have, like, said, well, I'm going to go down the road and right. shoot up folks. You know what I mean? And because my I grew up going to Bible study on, on Wednesday nights. my grandmama, everybody in my family still go to, you know, my uncles and, and aunts go to Bible study on, on Wednesday night. So that could happen to any of us, any of us. And here's the thing. He did that. And then we see that man, that young man, a young man, not an old man, a young man holding that flag, holding that flag. And so it's very clear to me that that flag is a marching order for young men who think the way that he thinks to take American life. It's a marching order to commit acts of terrorism against American citizens, not, not Mississippi citizens, right. not, not South Carolina citizens, but American citizens. And we allow it. When we, we fly the flag of ISIS, we think ISIS is a terrorist organization. Would we do that? No, we wouldn't do that. Right. So why is it acceptable for us to do this now? And so what
0: is the plan for Flag Day next Tuesday? I know you all are taking this argument to the U.S. Capitol. What, how, can other, how can people who are listening today participate, and what should they hope to roll out of uh, you know, this demonstration that's taking place in our nation's capital next week?
2: Well, what we, wanted, what we want to do is we want to end this sort of compartmentalization of Mississippi. Uh, and because people sort of leave Mississippi off the table— And they leave Mississippi off the table because there's this sort of, we've all decided, well, you know, Mississippi will never change. Mississippi going to be Mississippi. Ain't nothing (laughs) we can do about Mississippi. You know, and we want to say that, no, Mississippi is a part of this culture. It's a part of the society. It's a part of this nation. And because of that, everyone bears the responsibility for its actions. We all do. And so we want to take that to the highest, the highest platform. And we want to put that at the feet of Congress. Because what happens, what happens in Mississippi is, is symptomatic of the larger problem we have with race in America right now.
0: Right on, Sister Ingenue. We are so happy that justice delayed was not justice denied in this case. We close this episode with a few inspirational words from the late, legendary Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Over the past two years, audiences have delighted in fictional reenactments of her life story through the gifted voices and acting of Cynthia Erivo and Jennifer Hudson. But ain't nothing like the real thing. In these clips, Ms. Franklin shares some thoughts on the importance of musicianship for contemporary artists, her definition of a real diva, and her abiding connection to the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. Wonderful. Well, I, I I had the pleasure of seeing another young lady who's in the contemporary soul scene perform live last night named Avery Sunshine. And I was thinking mm-hmm. as I as I listened to her sing and I watched her play that one of the things that many people may say we are missing from uh, Contemporary Soul or R&B, is that church-rootedness that, of course, is the uh, legacy that you come from, but also those young ladies with beautiful voices who can also sit down and accompany themselves to deliver this Mm -hmm, music. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's always good to hear. I would love to have heard that. Yes, indeed. But talk a little bit about how that was such a natural part of your background, uh, playing with your father and growing up in the church in that way.
1: Well, early on, many years ago when I was just um, a kid, my dad asked James Cleveland, Gospel Luminary, to come over from Chicago to work with our choir at the church, and um, James would go to the piano, and I would go to the piano with James just to stand there and listen and watch him play the piano, and that's how I learned.
0: But we seem to have gotten away from somehow, I guess, with uh, with having so many luminary producers these days and what have you, and with the demise of public education, it seems that we don't have as many young people with access to getting that hands-on experience with instruments as we once did.
1: Yes, that uh, is a travesty. It, and it just should not be allowed to happen where there is no music in the schools, it shouldn't be allowed to happen.
0: And I know that, you know, of course, we embrace you as the queen of soul and all of the, the legacy that comes along with that. But we also toss around this term diva pretty loosely these days. Have you thought about how how we should properly define that term, especially with someone like yourself who has displayed such mastery of various styles of music?
1: Thank you. and I appreciate that. Um Yeah, diva is used kind of loosely, I think. Uh, Diva, of course, coming from the classical realm, and then uh, uh, it's been applied to the secular and gospel singer sometimes on occasion. But uh, to me, diva encompasses more than just being a singer. Uh, Diva, to me, you have to have expertise in what you do uh a b you need to be someone who gives back to your community and uh uh, your civic obligations and you have to be more well-rounded than just a singer
2: ah
0: that's that's a diva to me and uh, and and how would you recommend for the young people who look up to you and your illustrious career uh, as a guideline for how they should uh, perhaps approach the industry and, and what they should bring to the table? What do you think good performers need to to learn or need to have as a skill set in order to sell it year after year, uh, you know, night after night on stage?
1: Well, a, I think that um, aspiring artists have to have good people around them, uh, lawyers, their attorneys, uh, managers, agents, try to get with the best people out there. If you see an artist that you like, that you think is doing very well or successful or is working the way that you would like to work, find out who their agents and managers are Mm -hmm. and um, see if you can set up some kind of discussion with them. Uh, A way to find that out is to Google Mm -hmm. the artist. And so, hopefully, uh, the uh, the other part of that statement, I hope that I have set a standard for younger and aspiring artists, and a barometer to uh, measure their careers by. I'm just a little tired. I had a Christmas party uh-huh. last night. The four tops killed it. Oh, nice! And uh, oh yeah, Melba Moore and Olita Adams. Uh-huh. And uh, what a super, super time we had.
0: <laughs> so with with that, uh, you know, I, I think that brings us to kind of a logical conclusion. But I wonder, when mm-hmm. you look back at all the accolades, I also saw the wonderful concert that uh, happened at the White House. The uh, president and Mrs. Obama have been very purposeful at incorporating uh, multi-generational stars in the concerts that they sponsor at the White House to inspire uh, a new generation. A- and and the entirety of America, I think, towards the appreciation of these creative arts. And I think about your receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom and all of the Mm -hmm. Lifetime Achievement Awards that you've gotten. Mm -hmm. When you look Mm -hmm. back over your career and those accolades, are you sometimes amazed at all that it has amounted to and you're still rolling?
1: Absolutely. And you just have to say that God is good and he has truly been good to me. And the people have been good to me. So I give back as much as I can to my community and other lives.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Thanks, Franklin. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm looking, looking for uh, my friends and
1: fans and supporters in the city of brotherly love. Absolutely. Where I started with Dale Shields and down on Broad Street at Peps and the
0: Cadillacs. <laughs> Fabulous. And we will see you then. The Qualified Cool Podcast is a production of Soul Sanctuary Incorporated. Visit us online at soul-sanctuary.net and on Twitter and Insta at soulsanctphl. Subscribe to the feed, tell your friends, and stay tuned for the next episode.